This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you today to Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Today's worship theme, Baptism is a demonstration of our resurrection to a new life in Christ. Three baptisms. Historical accounts indicate that some of the early Christians practiced a triunitarian form of baptism. The new convert was immersed three times, one each for the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. The text for this morning describes three baptisms that affect our relationship with God. We read from Luke Chapter 3, beginning at verse 15. And as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he will burn with fire unquenchable. Now when all the people were baptised, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptised and praying, and the heaven was opened. And the Holy Ghost descended into a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee am I well pleased. Jesus' baptism is our example. I'm sometimes asked, why should I be baptised? As a Christian, I want to walk in Jesus' steps. His example is enough for me. When John balked at baptising Jesus, the Lord insisted. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfil all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Jesus declared baptism is the right thing to do. As a sinless son of God, he didn't need to give evidence of repentance, but he gave us an example to follow. If you won't follow this first example, will you follow Christ any further? Water baptism is our witness. Jesus desired public baptism to identify himself with those he came to save. His baptism was an outward witness of his inner commitment. Baptism testifies of our personal faith in the crucified and risen Lord. In baptism we declare his lordship over our life. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, 
that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. Baptism, like my wedding band, declares that I belong to the one who holds first place in my heart and life. Spirit baptism is our prayer. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The spirit of baptism is our power. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. But we must continually allow ourselves to be filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit washes and refreshes. He works like fire to judge, refine and purify. Powerless religions result when individuals have water baptism without spiritual baptism. Where the Spirit actively works, a ready and willing heart will eagerly seek water baptism as a witness for Christ. In the Tournament of Roses Parade one year, a beautiful float suddenly spluttered and stopped. It was out of the petrol. The whole parade was held up until somebody could get a can of petrol. The float represented the Caltex Oil Company. With its vast resources, its truck was out of petrol. Building programs and ministerial staff cannot guarantee the power of God. What good is a magnificent piece of machinery if there's no power to run it? We're assured power to do all Christ asks, the same power that brought Christ from the grave. What will you say to Christ if you ignore his example and refuse to declare your faith through baptism? Are you experiencing his power since your baptism? You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Our first music today, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, often called the National Anthem of Christendom, was written in 1779 by Edward Perronet while he served as a missionary in India. All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name.
are listening to Great News and God's Views on 3FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We continue with Joy Has Dawned, lyrics and music by Keith Getty and Stuart Townend, performed here by Keith and Christine Getty. Joy Has Dawned. What's in a name? Prospective parents spend countless hours every year trying to decide on just the right name for an expected child. A rose by any other name would smell as sweet doesn't ring true. We want just the right name for our progeny. Why? What's so important about a name anyway? 
The creation account in Genesis 2 has Adam naming all the animals. This is indicative both of his dominion over and kinship to the created order. God's progressive revelation of himself is beautifully pictured in the various names that disclose his divine character, power and purpose. In the scriptures, a person's name is seen as indicative of their character. Jacob was a manipulator who became Israel, or blessed of the Lord. Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi, whose name means pleasantness, became known as Mara, or bitterness, because of the death of her husband and sons. Jesus even did a wordplay on Peter's name when he referred to his confession as the rock upon which the church is built. Isaiah pictures a day when God will give a new name to his people. We read from Isaiah 62, verse beginning at verse 1. For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou also shalt be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be turned forsaken, for neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Hepzibah, and thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee, and as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. A new name presents character revealed. The Gentiles will see thy righteousness. God's will had always been the holiness of his people. The church stands under the same mandate to so be ye holy in all manners of conversations. Israel never fully grasped the moral purpose of God. Instead, she fell into a pattern of legalism that thwarted true holiness and hindered her witness to the grace and glory of God. The prophet is confident, however, that God's ultimate purpose will be realized and that the righteousness of Israel will ultimately be manifest. Corresponding to this fundamental change is her character. Israel will be given a new name. This new name is indicative of a new identity. The New Testament tells us that we will be given a new name also. A new name represents position revived. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, as it says in Isaiah 62.3. The golden days of Israel's history were during the reign of David and Solomon, but the seeds to her demise were also sown during that time. Not all of her position, wealth and strength came as a result of the Lord's blessing. She entered into many compromising alliances that would ultimately be her undoing. The prophet sees a day when Israel is restored as a crown of splendour and a royal diadem, both symbols of royalty and the right to rule. Likewise, the church has been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. A new name represents relationship restored. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee.
The image of adultery is frequently used in the Old Testament to picture the unfaithfulness of Israel to God. Yet the prophet saw Israel restored as a bride. This is a beautiful image indeed of clean slate and new beginning that comes the result of God's grace. The church is aptly called the bride of Christ. This is a poignant reminder of our intimate relationship with God through Christ. As we anticipate the year that stretches out before us, we remind reminded again that it takes more than the changing of the calendar to make a new start. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We continue great news and God's views with To God Be the Glory, a hymn by lyrics by Fanny Crosby. Her mother once sympathised with Fanny about her blindness and she told the mother that if she would offer her sight back that day, she would not accept it. She felt that if she had a normal sight, she probably would not have written any of her hymns. She also noted that the first face she would see would be Jesus. She attended the New York School for the Blind for over 35 years, both as student and teacher, and began writing hymns at the age of 40. She wrote over 8,000 of them. To God be the glory.
Julia Sing to Jesus, written by William Chatterton Dix, who was a manager of a maritime insurance company in Scotland. Of the many hymns he wrote before his death in 1898, 30 or 40 are in common use today. Among his most popular are, As with gladness men of old, To you, O Lord, our hearts we sing, and the one we now play now, Alleluia, sing to Jesus. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us today for great news and God's views on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen in every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We resume the King James Bible, the authorised version. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the FreeFM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our closing music today... O Church Arise by Keith Getty and Stuart Townland.
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.